Welcome, citizens, to episode 47 of Batman the Animated Series, and our 42nd episode. We're rapidly approaching our golden 50th. Today we're going to be talking about Birds of a Feather, written by Chuck Menville and Bryn Stevens, directed by Frank Power, and it's another quirky, fun, action-packed episode of Batman the Animated Series. With me, as always, is my own fine feathered friend, Qatar. Adam, how are you? Doing well indeed. Nice to catch a bit, a bit of classic swashbuckle. Oh, some yes. daring feats of uh, scoundrel trying to be redeemed, but ultimately not. You start to really feel for him in this episode, and that's God, something yeah. I really like as a character dynamic. You sort of sympathise with someone who's naturally not sympathetic. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, I love the way that we got the Blu-ray box set off the shelf. I looked at the next title we were going to be looking at, and it was Birds of a Feather, and you said, Oh, I wonder who's this one about. <laughs> yeah, because it's a reasonable assumption to make. It's a very harkening back to the golden age of comics, your classic capers of... Oh, God, yeah. The characters of this kind, so it's a natural sort of thing to sort of put a pie on words for the name there. So, yeah, it seems like the natural choice, and... Uh, seemed like a very quintessential story about the Penguin and one that was very interesting one was a lot of fun to sort of keep up with and honestly you said it it made you feel for him I feel really bad and I honestly do believe that as the show was progressing that uh, Veronica was starting to warm but let's talk about what the story actually is yeah it was um penguin being one of his art heists was being foiled and then it cuts to him finally being put free from prison and some very high well-to-do high society upper crust people uh decided to make him the subject or the butt of their jokes by taking him on what appeared to be dates into inviting them to a very fancy soiree all the while he had no idea that he was being made fun of and thought he was actually getting some friendship and companionship absolutely and it, it's it's quite sad and now this is where I must confess because I also read the comics and Veronica Vreeland made an appearance in the new ongoing um, Batman The Adventures Continue have we seen Veronica in this series before? not yet this no. is the first time yes that's good, I'm glad, because I thought we had, but it's actually me reading the comic. Um, she does make further appearances. She does become a, a, a an ongoing character in this series. And of course, as I said, she appears in the comics too. And it's brilliant because obviously I can watch this and seeing it, my notes say that Veronica Vreeland and Pierce Chapman are the Kim and Jonathan of Batman the Animated Series. And for those people who quite rightly should not know what I'm talking about, this is a dig at uh, Keeping Up With The Kardashians and a show my dear darling wife um, watches and so do millions of other people. But um, anyone who watches that will know what I'm talking about when I say Kim and Jonathan. And then you, when you put the context to it, I was like, oh, okay. Because Kim and Jonathan, the names meant absolutely nothing to me. And that is a good thing, potentially. Yes, oh, absolutely. It's a very good thing. <laughs> oh, dear. But that's sort of the case. And if, it, and if this episode were remade today with today's sort of media lens over it, the those two characters would definitely look like those two. And mm-hmm. they're definitely who... That, that sort of like society hag and the well-dressed young man who feeds her ego mm-hmm. is yeah. 
definitely a true sort of model and I didn't realize that until now you pointed it out and it's a very true thing and it's actually kind of worse so yeah, yeah. absolutely because so I can see their real world counterparts and it's honestly quite disturbing yeah but um I have to say that the pacing of this episode was terrific from you come in all action with with like I said Batman foiling one of Penguin's heists and him going to prison time passing and him being released but oh I feel so bad for him I honestly think he was trying to turn a corner hmm. and those two rich F-wits ruined it yeah uh, we'll argue about his sincerity in a minute when it gets to the climax of the episode but yeah he really did make a solid effort I think he was excited to be out excited to see some of his old contacts when he got to his place was a little bit bemused and devastated when his stuff was all in old lady sheets because that's <laughs> what happens to old furniture. They sort of materialise those sheets. sheets. It's either that or the old lady plastic. You know? yeah. yeah. What is that about, actually? Well, we'll only know for sure if we ever see what his remote control looks like and if it's also wrapped in plastic and tape. It's either that or it's massive. Yep, one of those. Oh, dear. Yeah, and the only company that was there for him was Batman, so he sort of jumped at the chance of the first sort of normal-ish, non-Gotham underworld human contact. And when it turned out to be not sincere, he was quite broken up and we really feel for him. I really do feel for him. I mean, right from the moment he gets out of prison and he expects to be picked up in a limo and he walks out, the gate's closed behind him, he looks up and there's nobody there. And his little face... I thought the squirrel was going to be his ride, the one just sitting there on the road. <laughs> It was so sad. I feel so bad for him. But it's also tiny little attention uh, to detail pieces in this episode where in his cell there's like a a bat symbol scratched into the wall with a and it's crossed out and and little things like that. And of course those obligatory street corners and street names in this episode again are marvellous. They do have the wonderful bit of showing respect to comics creators by naming things after that and that's something that I think that's been a trope that's been taken on from this show into like practically every other bit of DC oh, good, TV media yeah. so that's a lovely thing I've seen them do here absolutely well. I, I love that and, and the respect I mean obviously there's another little um, again I think it's probably the artists who did this one of the streets is Power after Frank Power the director but the fact that he's aiming, uh, he's going towards Barr and Englehart, which of course, if you're a Bat nerd like me, will know is Mike W. Barr and Steve Englehart, two of the great Batman writers of the 70s and 80s. So um, absolutely wonderful. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's a wonderful bit of respect that's uh, carried over across multiple bits of media. And I think it's essential because those stories were where this came from. And you need to really respect the classics. And respect the writing from the sarcastic prison guard who said, oh, when he sees the penguins not being picked up, or maybe the cream of society's curdled. And lots of little lines like that throughout the episode are brilliant. Yep, it gives um, relatively minor characters a lot of character. It makes them feel more real, makes the whole world feel more lived in, which is something I really like about the world building of this show. They've actually made Mm. real efforts to make things feel sincere. Because Gotham's a strange place where it has, like, it's rife with street level and organised crime, but it still has enough of a upper crust for a very popular opera. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you feel, as I did, that as soon as 
Veronica and Pierce, oh, this is a bad pun, hatch their plan. Oish. About I'm so sorry, I didn't even plan that one. About um, putting poor old Pengi under the social microscope that, guys, what are you doing? You're really playing with fire. Did you think, no, what? They were definitely asking for trouble, but I wasn't prepared for them to be expecting that sort of trouble because um, going into the party, I wasn't expecting Penguin to be the way he was. I was expecting him to be cordial and polite and networking and socialising. <laughs> but no, we see him taking, uh, mocking the head of Gotham, Gotham City National Bank, just saying, oh, I hope you've upgraded your security. Oh, I love what you're wearing. You look like a prison inmate. So he was deliberately trying to yep. ruffle some feathers. Oh, very good. <sighs> but I was expecting him to sort of make that effort and the uh, the rest of the uh, inner city hags would be looking down on him and then he would turn to his new lady friend for comfort and then hear what he overheard. So this was a, that was a nice sort of touch which made Penguin feel more sincere. But mm. he was only ever saying those things. He was never actually doing anything untoward. So, yeah, that adds up to him seeming more reformed, which is... the it's, a, it's another way that the story would have been told and it still was just as valid as how I imagined it, which is... A nice way that I was able, they were able to do it in a way that we weren't able to think about. And great character. I mean, yeah. so true to him, makes him different. Because again, we did not expect him to act that way, but it fits. Yeah, very much so. It's uh, him sort of ruffling feathers. <laughs> but I was expecting him to be prim and proper and trying his best, but the other people to look down on him. But he was quintessentially himself. Now, I do believe that the bird puns are going to be rife in this episode because. I, I just did it again in my own brain without planning it that he seems to be a lot lower on the pecking order than he mm, believes himself to was, be. That, that one was good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, that's fine. But do you know what? I honestly am really touched at how much I felt for him because mm. there's always been a point where, oh, I've now I've experienced it in, in, in my lifetime, where... I thought I was something to someone or to a group of people and then got a rude awakening to find out I wasn't. So I've been in Penguin's shoes. Um, so I actually found that very, very poignant and very touching. Great piece of writing. Can't quite say the same, but I can imagine that sort of feeling. I I, I would say that my sort of analogue was feeling like I'm a pariah and an outcast. Mm-hmm. So it's not humbling to see that even someone with a lot of power and reputation yeah. can go into a situation where he has no power or control and it's that's that side of things is relatable i'd also say um he handled it a lot better than i would have and mm. he took the whole being mistrusted by the city hags in his shrine which was quite nice um i would have personally in that sort of situation would have sort of just like squirreled away and felt a little bit more unsure of myself but when it came to people he actually cared about distancing himself from him he took that sort of hate and hurt to be a charge to go back to his old ways, mm. didn't he, in the end? And it's, I mean, you could go really deep psychologically with stuff like that because he genuinely expected to be picked up and to be welcomed, if not by his own hench people, by the criminal fraternity. And it's quite eye-opening that he clearly had respect due to fear and power originally but that ended up vanishing because like Batman said at the beginning of the episode he was out of prison a day before he planned another cape and probably those 
aforementioned henchman just thought, no, I've had enough of this. He's just a liability. I'm going to go work for somebody else. And then because of that, the slightest show of affection for Veronica Vreeland and he was roped in hook, line and sinker. Yep. Poor thing, but that's... People, he ultimately needed the contact, especially from however long he was in prison. Yeah. He needed the sort of human side of things and getting that kind of rude awakening would really hurt. So it's a natural thing and that's why we feel for him so heavily in the episode. So much so that I started writing in my head a Penguin redemption story and I can see a way forward for him from the comments to the bank manager. If he decided to go straight, he would make a killing at security, Hmm. at beefing up bank securities, knowing ways he's flouted it and got around it to beef it up. He could become a seriously successful contractor in that department. And I felt so sorry for him in this episode that I actually want to write a Penguin Redemption arc. That'd be interesting. But the sad thing is you just know that if and when my tenure ended, if if it ever happened, of course, that's a pipe dream, but, you know, I'm not going to give up, um, that another writer would come along and revert him to type and make him a baddie again. But maybe not. Maybe not. Harley's a good guy now. Yeah, that sort of vision of the anti-heroic penguin is definitely very interesting. And I know that that whole thing of contracting to help security or help um, law enforcement agencies understand organised crime is, is actually very close to what happens to a lot of really serious organised criminals sort of... In real life, in yeah. In real life, yeah. Um, I particularly like, uh, I think it's Cracked.com's YouTube series of... Uh, of a rehabilitated criminal looking back at old heist movies yes. and being like, no, that's not how that works. You, Very few people in the job would actually know all the plan and he would break down all the ways that these, like, some of my favourite heist movies ever are actually, like, really inaccurate. So it's mm-hmm. really fascinating to watch from that sort of thing. So seeing the Penguin as that sort of figure yeah, I'd love would that. be very interesting. Fascinating. That should be really, really interesting. I'd, li- I'd like to see that and maybe we should write it. Oh. Now, yeah, this show's called... Batman the Animated Series. So let's talk about Batman and let's talk about Bruce Wayne because, again, um, he's flummoxed. He's completely taken aback by both Penguin and Veronica's attitudes in this. I mean, let's talk about, first of all, the scene with the muggers. Yep. And the way Batman automatically assumed the Penguin was one of them. Yeah, he... Had given Penguin the ultimatum of, uh, okay, you're out of prison, but I'm going to be watching you just to make sure that you're not going back to your old ways, which is another great right, yeah. vision of Batman that we've got from this series in particular, just him sort of making sure that the criminals are rehabilitated as opposed to him being like the House of Justice who just puts people behind Arkham or Blackgate bars. We get him swooping in, seeing these muggers... Uh, partly like incapacitated until such time as Batman actually goes through and I remember you saying no why are you here you said yeah. that about Batman because Penguin had the situation handled and when he gets around to Veronica explaining everything he's genuinely confused and when they when Penguin starts throwing out pet names even though Veronica's very much not interested but Batman's still what yeah just deeply confused and just sort of processing and taking it all in so yeah it's Something that really enlightens Batman and he spends the rest of the episode sort of lightly surveilling yeah. as Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne would have a better sway in that crowd than someone slipping in. And by all accounts, he's actually proven right until he isn't. Well, see, the thing is, is he? 
because I do believe that rage and heartbreak caused Penguin to revert to type rather than the other way around. See now, I really want to believe that. But if he were truly rehabilitated, why did he go to that party with the trick umbrella full of the tricks? Maybe that's the only one he had left after coming out of prison. Uh, I needed a reason, so I'll take that. But... <laughs> but... Well, thank God he had it in that alleyway with the muggers. Well, no, that one was just a particularly strong one, strong enough to be able to like fight with. Well, I think it's the same one. It might be the same one, but then again, like reloading the gas, ca- the gas stuff mm. and doing the maintenance on the helicopter blades to make sure it's strong enough to carry his round self and another person would require a bit of maintenance so he, he it's always been well documented that he has a lot so I would have assumed that he would have probably taken his like uh, family friendly ones but no he took one of his tricked ones because he knew that there's you know what actually that makes more sense I think he saw a room full of society hags and he thought that would have been a good score for other supervillains and he took the tricked one for defence to defend Veronica's people. I like that. To defend Veronica's people. That's why he took a tricked one. Okay. I feel better now. I like that because it also ties into what I was going to say next. That not only would the whole beefing up security and that line of business suit him if he ever did decide to be rehabilitated. He proved in that alleyway until Batman stopped him. Mm-hmm. He would actually be a very, fairly competent crime fighter. Yeah, because he took out three huge armed yeah. dudes. Yeah, absolutely. So I do believe that maybe he thought, well, rather than just go straight, maybe I can use my abilities for good. Because it's always been maintained in the comics that he's actually a fairly competent um hand-to-hand competent yeah. and this proves it yeah it really that does and that's a side you really don't expect from him if, honest, if I'm honest I was always expecting the vision of this rehabilitated penguin to be sort of like an oracle type or someone maybe even like Barris from Game of Thrones someone who uses who that uses would him, work someone who uses his network and that would of also influence. be good casting if someone was to play him uh, using his network of influences to like keep his ear to the ground on the criminal underworld whilst using his extensive knowledge to help particularly vulnerable targets stay strong against master criminal mm. and supervillain incursion so the fact that he's that capable is just another feather in his cap <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry listeners we really are winging it today no um, brilliant sorry um, I like that son thank you that's right but um, again, I, I do want to point at those brilliant little character moments and facial expressions that the animators have put in, where Batman comes to Veronica's aid, discovers that he was that Penguin was actually helping her, and he says, "Obviously, um, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure they didn't bruise my little peach." Yeah, as well remember pet names and <laughs> Batman says, "Peach." Yeah. I can't. Brilliant. I can't really hear Peach without thinking of Face Off, which is kind of a problem. Oh, oh, that's ouch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why it was a, a thing. But um, yeah, the the Batman face is actually oh, one of the things. Is actually a very strong trope. A stro- trope it's strong enough that it's one of the things that the show is starring, according to the On Australia guys. <laughs> oh, it's. Good. Yeah, because he pulls that shocked expression with various different sort of like angles yeah. to the eyes to show different sort of flavors of shock. But he pulls that when 
he turned Harvey Dent over after he was yes. like mutilated, mm. and a couple of other moments. But it's a strong expression that conveys a lot without needing to convey anything verbally to tell the audience how he's feeling. It's just like, uh, how's why is Penguin talking yeah. about this way to some lady? Mm. Yeah. And don't you think it's brilliantly mirrored with Bruce Wayne's expression when he as Bruce at the party encounters Penguin on the balcony and he expects him to be up to no good and um, stealing stuff. And Penguin turns around and shows him that he was actually going to present a beautiful piece of jewellery as a gift to Veronica and, and Bruce's own reaction of, oh, so maybe those stories about your rehabilitation aren't as far-fetched as they seem. I thought, again, that was fantastic. And Batman admits that, hey, maybe there is hope. Which is, I think, what he wants. Which is exactly what he wants. Because he wasn't really expecting it, so mm. it was a pleasant surprise and some a little bit of vindication. So yeah, I think that's exactly what he was hoping for. Not necessarily something he got, but it was it was just rewarding and vindicating to sort of see that yeah. there was a glimmer of hope and a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And he was very close. Yep, and obviously being a Batman fan of many years and reading a huge amount of his adventures over the last eighty-one years. I have seen that side of Batman before that I honestly do believe that in most cases what he wants for everyone he fights is some level of rehabilitation and other characters are closer to it than... Well, Penguin now, until this moment, and even though I've seen this episode many times before, I felt it more. Maybe because I'm watching it as a grown-ass man this time, but I actually really felt it more. But... um, even as recently as Three Jokers, you, you see aspects of that. But I don't want to say too much in case... Because um, I, I don't know how far into that story you are. But I honestly do see that as another side of Batman. He isn't just there to beat them up and throw them in jail. Um, he wants to do something for them for the future. And that's another side of his heroic nature that's really rewarding him as a defender and someone who wants to rehabilitate. As that's actually the main purpose of the incarceration process is to help people recover and not mm-hmm. reoffend, and he's contributing to that so him seeing a potential success story especially if someone he thought was notorious enough that he had to surveil after he got out of prison was a really nice thing for him absolutely absolutely Right, now let's talk about Veronica Vreeland. A a great character. Even after just one appearance, you feel like you know what this person's about. Mm. And of course, that's down partly, of course, to her being played by Mary Lou Henner, who's a a staple of American TV and cinema. And I've already admitted to you that she was one of my childhood crushes. I absolutely adored her. Um, Fans out there who've ever watched the legendary series Taxi, which ran for years and years and years, she was uh, Elaine Nardo in in that. uh, Five-time Golden Globe nominated for that role. Um, She was brilliant in that, but obviously she's been in in movies like Cannonball Run 2 and alongside a certain Michael Keaton of Batman fame in the hilarious Johnny Dangerously movie too. So again, a very well-known, very well-loved American actress. Yep, I think they wanted to get someone renowned for good characters and a wide range of characters to put on the airs and graces of someone who in her own essence is playing a part. She's trying to big up her interest and affection for Penguin just to try and get his uh, interest on side just to make him a sort of Mm. grander centrepiece for her event 
so they chose they chose correctly and it ended up to being a great performance really 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 enjoyed that one and I was very surprised to see who it was at the end because obviously whenever I watched this previously it wasn't as a critic it was just as a huge nerd fanboy so watching it as a critic really opened my eyes to the calibre of acting talent they get on this show and that's a lot of care attention and respect that you'd in their casting and voice coaching that you'd really expect from media mm. like this which is why it's so Indeed. rewarding brilliant right so we've come to that part of the episode where I do the usual and quiz you on moments on things that stood out things you loved things you possibly didn't like about birds of a feather well I had a particularly serious one uh, a, Ooh, very, like a very nice um, stylistic and um, very writerly choice which I'll come back to after the more fun note I had <laughs> which was during the during the build up towards the climax where we saw um, I'm going to refer to him as um, Jonathan from the Kardashian <laughs> fame because his character's name's fallen out of my head Piers Chapman that's the budget yeah I particularly enjoyed the images we got of um, calling back to Batman Returns where it's him going on a riverboat through the sewers. Yes. And I particularly ducky, yeah, ducky. and I particularly enjoyed how angry the boat duck looked <laughs> for no particular reason. I yeah. love it. But in all seriousness, I, I particularly enjoyed how very... Uh, literature graduate of me to notice that they put in a great bit of narrative circularity by having Penguin's first heist be foiled by yes. a chandelier falling on him and then you he read my mind again and then the chandelier being the main death trap here at the end oh very good I, I actually that was one of the points I was going to make as well so well done we are once again of a like mind and I, I, I'm so sorry I just said it isn't it, isn't it ironic that Batman put Pengi's lights out with a chandelier at the beginning of the episode oh. I'm so sorry but yeah the chandelier moment was fantastic the bits the bits uh, plural I should say that stood out for me is damn how good is Batman with a batarang yeah to be able to aim so precisely to get those guys sort of handcuffed to a wall and two at a time two at a time both hands amazing yes. And again, at the end, with the um, with the ropes and, and stuff like that, it's mm. superb. The guy is good at what he does. As you, as we sort of need him to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, listeners, you know we love you and we apologise, but once again, all I can say is another terrific episode. Yeah, very good indeed. Classic swashbuckling caper with... Yeah. with the heart we would want but never necessarily expect from one of the greatest villains of Batman's gallery so one to remember one that was much more important than you'd expect yeah because um, just completely out of the blue and not what I ever expected to see from Penguin even though again I've seen this episode probably a dozen times but it felt more today mm. I actually got something brand new out of it loved it Yeah, grand so Adam Please tell everybody out there where the world can read your adventures and hear and see more of you. Well, you can find me doing Batman-flavoured and Batman-related things on Dark Knight News, reviewing multiple titles a month. Some of those titles might be going away and I will cry every time. <laughs> but needs must, and I'm certain that uh, new and just as good titles from those creators will rise up stronger in their place, or at least I hope so. It'd better. It'd better. 
Um, you can find me catching up with my one true love, and that is either tabletop and PC gaming by writing about it on our baby fantastic universes, yes. or on my new grand adventure across Apotheosis Studios, writing about Dungeons and Dragons. Follow me on Twitter at IsItTinkerer, I-Z-Z-E-T-Tinkerer, where I am mostly moaning about losing badly at <laughs> PC games. And you can find me f- losing further PC games on YouTube at The Hostile Atmosphere or catch some of my old Dungeons & Dragons replays on No Ordinary Heroes on YouTube. It's not about winning or losing, son. It's all about taking apart. Yeah, but some, yeah, but sometimes <laughs> I need. Sometimes my opponents take me apart. That, that, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Oh dear. And you can hear my strange British dulcet tones, not just on this show, but across uh, the DC Comics News main podcast, every now and then on the Mad Love Harley Quinn cast, and uh, with Comics in Motion on Superheroes for Dummies, where the audience decides who we talk about sending their questions, and we answer all of them online. For my written work, just type Steve J. Ray or Fantastic Universes into your search engine of choice to take you to all my news, reviews, and interviews across those three wonderful sites, Fantastic Universes, DC Comics News, and Dark Knight News, but also like us, rate us, review us, and all the other shows on the networks, and do talk to me, please, on Twitter at lstevo, E-L underscore S-T- E-E-V-O. This show and all the DC Comics new shows can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find good podcasts. And the sites can be found across social media on Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, um, everywhere else you might find social medias and the internet, of course. DC Comics News, Dark Knight News. So, until next week, he's Adam Ray. He is the night. Together we are the night, and this has been the I Am The Night podcast. Thank you for listening, and until next time, read more comics. Read them. Do it. Thank you for listening. Bye now.